all right. If you could be turning into your Bible to Second Timothy four, verse one. Yeah, I found out at seven thirty this morning. I was really glad that yesterday, because Ed was been sharing, you know, what's been burning in his heart and what he wanted to share and stuff. And so I was glad I was a good obedient listening wife because <laughs> I didn't realize that I would be up here so you guys want to stand up for the reading that got the word okay second Timothy 4 verse 1 in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing in his kingdom I give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not be put up with sound doctrine. Does this kind of remind you of anything? I mean, can you kind of just kind of look around you and what you're, what you're hearing and seeing and, and um, um, the everybody's ears, they want to just hear what they want to hear, what makes them feel good. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. But you, you, keep your head in all situations. Endure the hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Okay, the work of an evangelist is not the evangelist that comes to your church on Sunday nights or Sunday mornings. The evangelist is you, each one of you. If you're a Christian, you're an evangelist. It's, it's, a, it's a, a call that you cannot deny because you are a Christian. You have to do the work of the evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that your word would just enter our hearts that you would give us the strength and the, and the power, Lord, that we need to walk out your word. Father, I just thank you for your blessing and for this church. Lord, I pray that you would just strengthen Pastor Ben and his associates to, to fight the good fight, to deliver the word, and to do the work of the evangelist. In the name of Jesus, amen. Um, notes, 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 notes. Got to say, I was pretty nervous this morning <laughs> um, when Ed said, you know, I, I can come. I can come, but I'm not going to be able to talk because he's coughing really bad and there's gunk coming up and probably don't want to know about all those things. Hey, you know those, those Q-tips? Yeah, it's probably a good thing because I was sitting there with my daughter and I said, man, my ear hurts. I wonder if I could use that Q-tip. <laughs> and she says, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> just thought you might want to know. Um, <laughs> but uh, we worked with hundreds of teams through the whole time we were there. And we had hundreds of kids coming on, on mission trips. And we would um, encourage them and before we sent them back and tell them that they had to reach their country that 
they're the they're the evangelists now you know if they didn't know it before they know they knew it when they left however it's you would think that would be easier to reach your own people it's not it's easier to go down there you can why that is i'm not really sure because you are out of your comfort zone however you don't have all the the fear and the peer pressure and peer pressure hits not just little kids peer pressure hits all of us all of us sitting in our offices or if you work in a hospital or if you work in a store or if you're a teacher peer pressure hits all of us and so we were preaching to these kids go home go home and win your nation you know El Salvador now is 49 percent evangelical 49 percent when Don Triplett first started uh, in El Salvador it was 10 percent it's now 49 percent and they're sending out more missionaries than anybody besides the United States you have to you have to understand that El Salvador is the size of Massachusetts (laughs) I don't like saying that word but it's that size it's small and right now they have in their Bible in their master's commission program they have 83 students that every single one of these students are going to become pastors or missionaries Uh, castle is in 32 different countries this is coming from one ministry one ministry in a small little country the God the God the Lord just started speaking to add my heart you know what I can do in this little country just think what I can do with the United States if they would only obey you know if they would only obey and it can't get much clearer than this I give you this charge preach the word that's all you have to do is preach the word be ready in season and out of season so when you're sitting there in your in your office and your co-worker is hurting and and sad you don't have to preach preach to her but you can be a friend to her um, you can invite her out for lunch I know that things have changed here a lot since we've been gone um, you're pretty there's a lot of rules now that you didn't have when we left El Salvador is a communist country there's more freedoms down there trust me than there is up here yes you can go in any school as long as you have the permission of the school and preach the gospel you can go in any park you can go on any road and stop traffic and preach the gospel (laughs) can't do that here I don't believe can you no it's it's amazing they say that this is a free country but I'm not seeing it Um, and that's why as Christians if you want to save America it's not going to happen by sitting at home. You're going to have to get out in the streets. 
you have to get out in the streets. You have to preach the word. You have to do the work of the evangelist. God wouldn't have told us this if he didn't mean it, if it wasn't necessary. He would have said, let's see, what would he have said? He would have said, okay, pray for your pastor to preach the word. Pray for your pastor to endure the hardship. He didn't say that. He said, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, and do the work of the evangelist. Now, what I suggest from what Ed and I used to do is we'd get up in the morning and we'd say, okay, Lord, you know, what do you want us to do? Because he will give you people. He will put people in your path. When we started our street ministry, um, we didn't have a building. We didn't have a plan. We had nothing. Um, We just knew that's what God wanted us to do. We had an old... um, We had an old red pathfinder, and we made sandwiches, and we made coffee in the morning, and we got a, uh, we asked our boss, though we did ask our boss, so I would suggest before you start doing this, ask your boss, and our boss was Don Triplett, your boss would be Pastor Ben, and just for his, you know, leadership, and Don was like, yeah, do it. But take somebody with you that knows the streets because, you know, it's kind of dangerous. There's two gangs in El Salvador, um, 18th Street Gang and MS-13 Gang. And they're both rival gangs. MS-13 is probably the one you hear most about because they've they've taken over um, most of the gangs in the world. And, um, um, but there's two of those gangs down there. And... uh, Every park has, is a different gang. There's no, there's no f- park that is a family park. There's no such thing as a family park in El Salvador. No such thing. Um, they're all controlled by the gangs. So we got this guy to go with us. His name is Jorge and Silvia. And he started the 18th Street Gang in El Salvador, got saved, and uh, actually now he is uh, raising his money to go to, raising his funds to go to um, Afghanistan. So God is using him in a mighty way. However, he helped us. So we had Jorge, Ed, I, and Sylvia out on the streets. We'd go to, we'd go to the 18th Street um, Park, and we'd go to the... the um, MS-13 part. And we did that for about six months. And we got to know these folks. We, we made, we made uh, relationships with them. And then we thought it was time, okay, we're going to bring them to church. So we got this, we, we got a bus. We asked our boss. We got a bus. And he said, well, I don't want you to have King's Castle on the side of that bus because I don't want to be affiliated with the gangs because... You know, the gangs, um, they're just nasty. They're violent. Um, they would, they would, they light buses on fire and they burn everybody up inside. And if you try to get out, they will, they will shoot you. So he didn't want to be part of this. So we got a bus with nothing written on the side. 
And we went down there, and nobody got on the bus. Went to both parks, nobody got on the bus. So the next week, we got a van, a 15-passenger van. <laughs> and we went back to the same parks. At op- I wasn't with Ed, praise the Lord. I was back at the church making a soup. And in he rolls with 35 people in the van. Word got out that there was food. Okay, you feed a person. Because, you know, Jesus fed people, didn't he? He not only preached to them, but he fed, he, he, he filled those needs. He filled our physical needs. And so we started our street ministry. And for five years, we'd go down on Fridays, build relationships, and then pick them up on Sundays. And... They got saved. It, it wasn't, what I'm trying to say, it wasn't spectacular. We didn't have a building. It was just God. It was just obeying the Holy Spirit. So, and Ed and I, like Pastor Ben said, I was a secretary, and Ed was a um, heavy equipment operator. We had no Bible training, none. We do now, but we didn't then. And we were just you. We were just you. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be an evangelist. You just have to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to step out and do it. You have to be willing to take a risk. You can't live, you can't, you can't listen to the enemy. Because he will try to discourage you. He will tell you, watch the news. Watch the news. It's dangerous out there. Don't help this person. You can't stop for this person because they might take a gun on you. And that's the way the American people are living now. I'm not saying that's the way you're living. I'm saying that's the way the American people are living now. They're too afraid to step out and take the risk. <sighs> In just two weeks that we've been back, I have we have experienced more anger from people. Not the people we know, but just people in general. Um, we almost got run off the road, and they were flipping us off. It's like, what? We didn't do anything, you know? We, there, we, we just can't imagine. We, couldn't, we came from a country that is war-torn and filled with violence, but we're experiencing more hatred here than we did down there. How crazy is that? America needs Jesus. He needs us to step up. And we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know. We don't have a plan. All we have is that we know this is what we're supposed to do. We know that we're supposed to come here and to encourage you. We know that we're, we're here to 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 help the pastors. The enemy wants to stop this church. Right? 
He doesn't want it to go forward. He wants to discourage Pastor Ben. He wants to discourage you. He wants to tie you up so you don't speak a word. But no, we're standing on the word of God. We're standing on to do the work of the evangelist. So when you start getting afraid, because fear will discourage and demoralize you. It will intimidate you and sap your courage. One minute you might be thinking, you know what, I want to invite this person to that woman's tea. Next week your woman's tea, I'm going to invite that person to the women's tea. And then you step out of the church and you start thinking about it. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't. Quit thinking about it. Quit thinking about it. Text, call, and do it. You have no idea. I'm telling you, you have no idea how, what puppets you are. You're puppets to Satan. You really are. If, if you're not standing on the word, you're a puppet to him. And he, and he, he has controlled you. Kids, I know you can't. I know you can't have um, Bible school or Bible classes in your in your school, right? You're probably told no, can't do that. And men in the workplace and women in the workplace, you can't have you can't have Bible studies in your workplace because you're going to offend. But you can have it down the road at a coffee shop, right? You can have it in the basement of your house or in your backyard. Right? You can start a community center. You can start a community center here. You can open the door. Everybody needs tutoring. You know, there you have everything at your disposal. And I am just encouraging you to use it. To use it. Because if you don't reach the person next to you, who is? We gotta quit waiting. We gotta quit waiting for the person next person next door. We've got to quit waiting for pastor. He's doing his job. You're all here. Right? I just want to encourage you because Paul says, for I'm already being poured out like a drink offering and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. You want to be able to say, I have fought the good fight. You do not want to say at the end, oh man, I wish I should have done this. Oh man. You don't want to say that. I have kept the faith. The crown of righteousness. Now there is store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those, to all who have longed for his appearing. How many here want to say, I have fought the good fight. I have given it all. I have honestly given it all. I have taken dinners to my neighbors. I have gone to my kids' school. I have prayed for the teachers. I have, I have, I have done everything possible to fight the good fight, to bring, to bring the gospel. We'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for Pastor Ben that... Um, that he'll be able to lead you and um, 
could we just stand up and, and I'd just like to, to pray for you. Um, I know this burden for America is on Ed and I's heart. It's, it's who we are. But it's you too. It's your responsibility too. And I just want to encourage you. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we can't do this on our own. Father, I pray that you would just bless everyone here, Lord, that you would fill them, Lord Jesus, that your fire, Lord Jesus, your fire of evangelism, Lord God, would fall on each one, that you would lift them up, Lord Jesus, that you would make them strong witnesses for you, that you would guard their goings and their comings, Lord Jesus, that you would, that you would encourage them, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that, that you would just bless Pastor Ben, Lord Jesus that we put a hedge of protection around him and his staff, Lord Jesus. Lord, that any of the fiery darts of the enemy, Lord Jesus, would be quenched, Lord Jesus, would be quenched by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this church, Lord God. May it be a beacon, Lord God, to this neighborhood, Lord Jesus. May you light these, these folks, Lord Jesus. May, your, may, may they become the salt, Lord Jesus, everywhere they go, Lord God. May people look at them and say, yes, yeah, there is a difference, Lord God. There is a difference. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we give you glory, Lord Jesus, because, Lord, without you, we would have nothing, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. I want to just say thank you, Beth, for coming, for sharing your heart, the encouraging word. We have a great job in front of us to do. And I just want us to put this in, in context. We have about six weeks before the end of the year. And could it be that God would use us to reach a neighbor, a student, friend, a co-worker, um, a family member in these next six weeks to actually step out and to say something, to be obedient to that, those Holy Spirit promptings and to make a difference. Maybe it is someone at the gas station or at the grocery store. Uh, but to be listening to the Holy Spirit and do what he says to do. I believe when we do that, we become missionaries of our own. We are all missionaries. We are, we are called to make a difference, to, to be a light. And, uh, and so that's our challenge, to leave here with our eyes wide open. Today at lunch, to have your eyes wide open. Wherever you go, let the Lord use you. Amen? Amen. Let me pray a prayer blessing. Lord, I pray that you'd go before us, behind us, and all around us. Help us, God, to be mindful of these things. And God, help us to win the lost for your glory, for your honor. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you go. We love you. If you need prayer for anything, we'd love to stick around and pray and anoint you with oil. Otherwise, go in the grace of God 
And we'll be back next week as we finish up our series on forgiveness.